Hello, I'm Anthony William. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else. And is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20 years, 30 years to wait for answers? Who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for anything? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I know we have to be patient today in the world. And as human beings, we have to be patient. It's one of the things that we have to learn to be. It's a big part of being, you know, human is, is patience. But we, we, we need answers, though. We need answers because when we don't feel good, it feels like a week is a lifetime when you don't feel good. That's how it works. This is the only health show where the information here doesn't come from any kind of medical interest group, medical funding with strings attached, botched research, medical lobbyists, internal kickbacks, persuaded belief systems, private panels of influencers, health field payoffs or trendy traps, all in alternative, of course, in conventional medicine, but in an alternative medicine too. And that's what's happened. The world has changed. It's not the same place at all. The information here comes from a clean source, an untampered with source, a pure source, advanced source for anybody new listening to this radio show because we get you know, maybe hundreds and hundreds and thousands of new people that uh, hear about the medical medium radio show and they come on. And this information is, comes from a higher source, and none of that is attached to it all. There's no agenda, agenda-driven situations going on behind the information here. Very important to understand. The gift was given to me since age four, where I heard a voice perfectly clear, perfectly clear, that told me what was wrong with my grandmother. And, and, and it has done so every day since giving me information anytime I need it, which I put in the books, Medical Medium, the series. Make sure that you look into those books if you're brand new to the show. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised. It's not just a book about, say, like a, a biography of me or something like that or a memoir or something like that. It's not like that. It's, it's or, or a book with uh, a little bit of information. And, and, and those books are great too. Fun books are great. No, this is serious. This is serious stuff. I take down the information as I hear it uh, uh, from spirit, and I make sure we have it, and, and I put it in the book painstakingly one word at a time until we have the book done. Check it out, Thyroid Healing. Check out Thyroid Healing. Um, I really packed it in. I packed it in. Somebody I know recently said to me, you know, I, I, the, you packed this thing. You packed it. There's, there's no other word to use besides that. It's the only word that they could think of because it was so packed with good stuff. Chock full of nuts. Totally packed. Yeah, and, you know, so um, check that out. There's so many cool things in thyroid healing. The, you know, the true, true causes of Hashimoto's, hyperthyroid, graves. Um, it, just so much is in there. And, and information, extremely, extremely advanced information, never before known or heard about Epstein-Barr. I mean, I even took it to another level from book one medical medium about Epstein-Barr, and I even put in more information that I didn't fit in the book one about Epstein-Barr. So this is serious. This is a serious book. So anyway, check it out. Check it out for sure. Um, we're talking about fibroids. We're talking about fibroids today. This is a, this is a, a very, very important subject very important subject. I can't tell you how many people have uh, come to me over the years 
And uh, especially when I had the office in the old days, how many people came to my office with this situation? And um, you think it's not a big deal, you know, as if a man hears about it, it's not a big deal. It's like, okay, what is that? Well, meanwhile, it could be a big deal. It could get pretty serious. I've had a lot of women that, that have come to my office that, I mean, they've had size of, of, of um, I mean, just size of eggs, fibroids the size of eggs, bigger than eggs. I mean, so big, like even a grapefruit size. They can get really big, really disruptive, really problematic, really difficult to deal with. Um, bleeding can occur. Just lots and lots of bleeding, lots of difficulties. And it's not an easy thing at all to deal with. Um, and, and sometimes surgery is, you know, optional. Sometimes it's not even optional with this. It's unbelievable if women have gone through. I've seen it all. And it's uterine fibroids, both on top of the uterus, inside the uterus. And um, it's, it's, been, it's given women a lot of difficult decisions to make. Um, and it's been just cumbersome and in the way in so many, in so many ways. So I, I just think this is an important aspect of chronic illness that, you know, that needs attention on the medical medium show, bottom line. It needs attention and attention that hasn't been contaminated with, you know, private panel of influencers that just want you to think fibroid is a certain thing or a certain way or whatever, because that's where the money went. And um, because the agenda goes, you know, with money and that's how it works both now in uh, alternative medicine. So misinformation is out there everywhere on the Internet, everywhere, everywhere you look about fibroids. And if you even look into it, you know, someone was telling me also recently and they said, you know, it's so strange. You know how fibroids work. I go, yeah, no, I do. And they said, well, how come how come if you go looking into it, what's the cause of fibroids? the answer isn't there. There is no answer. There is no answer. A little bit of theory, maybe some speculation. I, I, I said, well, what do you mean? It's like that with all chronic illness. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, of course I'm right. It's like that with all chronic illness. What, what are you kidding? And even if there is a known cause to a chronic illness, chances are it's totally wrong or plant it that way. Plant it wrong. It's planted that way. Chronic illness is a weird, weird thing for the industry. They hate it. It's like dirty laundry for the industries. It's dirty laundry because it, it truly shows, it truly uncovers that the, that the medical industry absolutely doesn't have their finger on the pulse of the people, doesn't have their finger on the pulse of chronic illness on any level. It just exposes tremendous amounts of medical denial. And because of this, it all gets funneled into the gene thing. Even the fibroid, and the reason why I'm saying this is even the fibroid, the whole thing with fibroids is, oh, it's hereditary. Oh, it's, it's genes. No, it's not. It's not hereditary. It's not gene-related. Once again, insult, insult, insult women, insult people, insult people's intelligence, insult people's beings and who they are. Just insult away. Just insult every second is what the industry does by doing that. That's what they do when they do that. It's horrendous. No, there's a real cause. And you can have it. Your daughter can have it. Her daughter can have it. Their daughter can have it. Somebody else's daughter can have it. Somebody else's daughter can have it. Somebody else's mom can have it. Somebody, it just goes right down the line because there's a real reason why everybody's got it going on. 
There's a real reason why everybody has it. So let's just, you know, you know what? Just, 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 just treat people like they're dumb. Just treat them like they're dumb. Oh, it's, it's, it's genes. Let's just, let's just keep doing that. Oh no, we're going to put another $20 trillion into genes because it, you can get suckered into it because it's, oh, it's genes. So you see your nose, your nose looks like your, your, your father's nose. And it looks like your mother's nose. You see, see genes, you see how it's an easy sell. You can't escape that. Oh, wait a minute. Um, you, oh, you just, you act just like your mom. You're just like your grandmother did. Oh, you got the same rose-colored hair as your grandmom. Oh, see, and, and see genes. Oh, oh, no, you're sick. Oh, no, that's genes. Oh, it is? Okay, great. It's an easy sell. It's disgusting because it's, 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 it's an insult. It's a way to dumb down the people and then take tons and tons of money and mess with genes in the industry in the back in the labs. And then feed us some stuff that we do like to hear. Your DNA strand depends, you know, you can live longer if your DNA strand looks better. And just look at all the trillions of dollars that went into our industry. And we can give you some different things about genes. And okay, yeah. And if you have an, if you have an illness or even, even if your baby has an illness, oh, it's genetic, always genetic. No, it's not. It's not. Genes do play a role in our life, but not in chronic illness. And I'm saying all this because they'll just throw anything in the gene basket, anything, and they threw fibroids in the gene basket. It's unbelievable. It's disgusting. It is. Because it's negligence to womankind. It's negligence to women. It's negligence to humankind is what it is. And that's what they do. That's not the doctors. Whatever you do, it's not the doctors. We need them. They're good people. You know, everybody, everybody, you know, I, every now and then I get somebody, another person says, oh, I hear it. You don't like that. What are you talking about? You better go to your doctor. You better shake your doctor's hand and tell them that you love them. And you're so thankful they're even helping you. That's what you need to do. You tell your doctor, I'm thankful that you're sitting here in the trenches, in the trenches, day in, day out. And you're trying to help people every day. You get up, you put your pants on, you put your socks on, you put your shoes on, you put your white coat on, you grab a piece of crappy toast, and then you just, and you run outside the door. And you get to your clinic, you get to your office, you get to wherever it is, you get to the hospital, wherever the heck you're working, day in and day out, whether you're natural, functional medicine, natural medicine, uh, regular MD, whatever, stuffy old MD that doesn't like anything natural, whatever you are, <laughs> whatever you are, you shake your doctor's hand and you tell him, thank you for doing what you're doing. Even though I feel miserable, even though I got symptoms, even though you may not even know what's going on with my chronic illness, thank you for doing what you're doing. It's the kind of respect I have towards doctors, serious stuff. But it's the industry. The industry doesn't help the doctors. The industry is not helping the doctors with Lyme disease at all. They give them some bogus information from newfangled labs that just got it all down, think they got it all down. Doctor has no idea what's going on at the lab ever, just gets the information and says, borderline, you got borderline Lyme. Borderline, wait a minute, how can it be borderline? It's either no or yay. Yay or nay. When it comes down to... If it's nay, you still can have a pathogen. If they can't find a pathogen, you can still have one, yes. If they find a pathogen, they found a pathogen, you have a pathogen. You could have a lot of different pathogens. The point is you can't have borderline. 
What a stupid mistake those labs made by doing that. Because you're not going to see that anymore. That's a mistake, by the way. That's a mistake. And you're not going to see that anymore. Because they don't want the gig to be up at the Lime Labs. You need to know that. When it's the borderline thing, that was a bad decision on their part. You're going to see that disappear soon. And it's never going to be borderline. It's just going to be more and more yays, 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 yays. More and more you have Lime. More and more you have Lime out there. And less borderline. Because the borderline shows... Something's wrong. Something's mischievously, stu- stupidly wrong over there because you can't have borderline pathogen. You either detect it. You can't detect a little bit of the pathogen. It means it's a yes. If any bit of a pathogen's detected, you can't have borderline. And this is where it's said. This is what I'm saying. The industry is screwing with the doctors in every way, in every shape, form, and possible. So the doctors have, don't have the right information, don't know what's going on. This is how it's done. This is how it's done. And the amount, and, and it's unbelievable when money starts to file into this, the whole thing, in all the different aspects of chronic illness. It, it becomes negligent and it leaves the person in the dark and it gets all thrown into genes in the end. Yeah. Insulting people because people do have the same hair color as their mother. They do have the same hair color. Their noses are the same. They do have the same lips. They do have some same features around the chin, bone structures. So it's such an easy sell. It's sick. It really is. So let's get down to let's get down to the truth about fibroids. I have to talk about this a little bit because if I don't, then then you'll never know. Because if you never know, then you might you may, might just go somewhere and say, "Oh, I'll listen to this other medical show from this other practitioner," and then you know, and and just not realize what's even going on. You got to know. That's the whole point of the show. Spirit said, "Look, we got to start doing things." People got to know the truth. I said, all right, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll shake ass, shake out of it. Let me, uh, let me snap out of it. Let me wake up. Let me keep on going. I'll keep on going, spirit. What else do we have to do to get people the truth? Okay. <laughs> What's the cause of fibroids? What is the cause? What? Well, the industry says, oh, unclear. Maybe it's estrogen. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's progesterone. Maybe, maybe it's too much red meat. That's also a, a concept in the industry. Too much red meat. Maybe it's too much alcohol. You know, maybe, maybe red meat's a trigger for something else. Because yeah, a lot of red meat will probably guarantee some fibroids. A lot of eggs will Guaranteed fibroids for sure. But why? And the industry doesn't know that, though. They Here's what's really funny. They'll put, believe it or not, the industry will actually give an uppercut or a low jab to red meat. I mean, they'll just punch the sucker punch red meat right in the stomach. And they'll just say, you know, let's throw this one in. And let's throw alcohol in. You know, we notice that women that eat a lot of red meat, they tend to have a little bit more fibroids, which we're kind of noticing. Let's really, let's sucker punch that one. But they will never sucker punch eggs. They'll never sucker punch those darn eggs. Really interesting how it works. Eggs are the ultimate, ultimate proliferating food for fibroids. You want fibroids? You eat eggs. You don't want fibroids to go away. You eat, you eat eggs. 
the ultimate, ultimate fibroid creator. It's the ultimate trigger. It's an ultimate trigger. Could estrogen, too much estrogen, progesterone possibly create a fibroid? Yeah. It could possibly feed a fibroid. But why? What's the cause? It's not estrogen. There's people out there that have so much estrogen. They have tons of estrogen. They eat a lot of red meat. They drink a lot of alcohol. They do things that would prompt fibroids, but they never get the fibroids because you have to have something else in the body to feed, to throw it estrogen, to throw it progesterone, to throw it red meat, to throw it stuff, right? You have to have something. These are just triggers. Why do you think, you know, it's the same thing with like the old guy that smoked for 60 years. He smoked for 60 years. Cigars, you know, stogies, whatever. Those cancerous stogies, you smoked them for 60 years. He's 84 years old. He eats a donut in the morning. I, I know guys like that, by the way. You know, I know guys like that. They get up, they have a, you know, they have a, whatever. They have some cannolis in the morning. <laughs> cannolis, yeah. Seriously. They have a the croissant. Croissant or something in the morning. I don't even know how you say croissant. If someone said it in a real French way recently, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm not French. <laughs> and you know, and the thing is, is that, and I like the way it sounded. It made me want to go and get one. Made me want to go and get one. And then I heard somebody say croissant. They said croissant. They go, I had, I said, what did you eat today? And they said, I had a croissant. I said, what? I said, you know, a croissant. And it took me a while to figure it out. (laughs) People say it all kinds of different ways. I love it. I love it. And, you know, um, I've seen guys, they eat that. They'll eat that. They'll eat anything. They have that for breakfast. They have a box of donuts for breakfast. They're smoking like chimneys. Uh, you know, the scotch. We'll have a scotch whiskey later on that night. And, uh, you know, their lungs are filled with 60 years of smoke, 70 years of smoke, 70 years. And they don't have lung cancer. It's like, why the hell do they don't have lung cancer? I don't get it. Because they needed something to feed to create the lung cancer. They needed something inside of them to feed the lung cancer. I, I've seen that with some women. It's really rare. And it, it's, it's rare. It's getting rarer every day. It's not like, oh, my God. You know, I found – when I found elder people in the old days, when I say, you know, when I'd go to like a, a nursing home or something like that or or if I'd go somewhere, you know, there was just less older people in nursing homes, things like that. You know, when I was younger, I used to visit all those all the time. You know, I had clients and people were like, look, you have to come to the nursing home. You have to see, you know, because nursing homes, they won't, it, they won't do anything for the people there, meaning they won't take like natural B12 and give it to them. They, they, they never do it. The, 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 the siblings have to really be involved. Like you have to be really be involved. And I remember so many times, so many cases where they'd be like, Anthony, you got to come out here and you got to take a look at my my great-grandfather, you have to, my grandmother, my great-grandfather, you have to take a look. I'd go out to a nursing home and it's like, how come there's not that many old people here and the old people here that are here, they're really, really old. And then that one decade goes by and I'm like, whoa, why are there a lot more younger people in here? Whoa, another decade goes by. Oh my God, that person's 45 years old and dying in the corner. 
Oh, dear Lord. What? That person's 38. And you go in there now into these places and it's unbelievable. I mean, you find them in their 20s, wasting away with mystery disease and dying, either in one of those places or at home or, or whatever. It's unbelievable. And then, and then it's crazy. There's less old people. There's less older people. There's less older generation in these places. They're all younger now. You're going to tell me that's genes too. That all happened in the last 30 years. Genes completely changed in the last 30 years. And, and all these young people are sick. So, so genes that have been going on for thousands of years since humankind, going on for thousands of years since humankind, thousands of years, all of a sudden in the last 20, 30 years, genes changed completely, just completely changed. And then chronic illness exploded like no other, no other. Yeah, you watch TV, everybody looks healthy on the TV. Besides, there's a zillion cancer commercials now. But if you, you know, you look at TV, you see all the actors, oh, they look healthy. Of course, spirit tells me they're not. And many, you know, I still see things in and out of it all if I watch TV. But if you look at, if you look, if you look on television, because if I go over a family member's house and they got the television on and I, I have to stand there, I have to watch it. And I'm like, God, it, 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 everybody paints a picture like the whole world is healthy. You wouldn't believe chronic illness has exploded. Hundreds of millions of people just in the U.S. alone. 200 million plus Americans got problems. But it's not genes. It couldn't have happened in, oh, it couldn't have happened in 20 years. That's the insult. Insulting. So things have changed and everything. And fibroids are now, they're on the rise like never before. And remember earlier on, it wasn't like that. But they're on the rise. The whole fibroid thing. So there's triggers for fibroids, and that's what the industry kind of doesn't want to really say. They just don't even know the cause. They try to make it cause. The trigger is cause. That's a mistake. You know, in the Hashimoto's thyroid book, I don't do trigger as cause. I know the cause. I put the cause in the thyroid healing book. I do the triggers separately. You go into somebody else's thyroid stuff, and you check into it. They have the trigger as cause. Completely backwards, like antiquity. It's unbelievable. Here we are. What year is it? And they still don't know? Come on. Come on. It's unbelievable. So the red meat, the alcohol gets thrown in. Gets thrown in as, hey, this is, this is what's creating the fibroids. Throw estrogen in it too. That's what's creating the fibroids. It's not. Fibroids are a virus. It's a small virus. A virus I talk about day in, day out. Fibroid viruses, Epstein Barr, it's in everybody. And if you feed it just right, it's going to come out and it's going to create some stuff. And and it creates a fibroid, a growth, a growth. It can create a lot of growths and it can create some and just, you know, and, and what does it love to feed on? It loves to feed on certain things, lots of things, dairy products. Why isn't dairy products in there as a trigger? Whoa. Because for some reason, you know, you just don't want to not, you don't want to sucker punch the yogurt industry. You just don't. Because yogurt are, yogurt's supposed to be healthy for women. It's one of those things that lines up and is supposed to be healthy for women. It's disastrous for women. Yogurt is the worst thing for women's health. You don't believe me? Fine. Nothing I can do then. 
You don't believe me? You're t- you know, you could be brand new to the show and you're like, oh, God, the guy thinks yogurt's bad for you. Unbelievable. All that natural, you know, acidophilus and everything else. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. No, I do. I do. Yogurt feeds. See, yogurt feeds the virus Epstein-Barr, the variety that causes fibroids, the variety that goes to the reproductive system that causes fibroids. And yogurt feeds it. If it didn't, I wouldn't be picking on it. If it didn't, I wouldn't be picking on it. Why would I pick on it? Scott, why would I pick on it? You know? But it feeds it. But here's what the industry does. It protects certain items. And it makes sure that women eat more of those items. Oh, I've got to get my calcium. i got to have my milk. i got to have my dairy products. I have to have my calcium. I need my protein for my cheese. And as a woman, the industry tricks you and it's like, no, no, here's a little snack pack. You open up your snack pack and I got my nuts, which is okay. I got my cheese squares, all right, and I got my little ham pieces. It's protein. It's perfect for a woman on the go. It's absurd. And they do this purposely so that you never learn. So that you get a fibroid, then they do it so that your daughter gets a fibroid. They do it so that your daughter's daughter gets a fibroid. Also keeps the industry happy. Keeps the industry fat and happy, boy. That's why that's there. That's why that's there. They protect those cheese squares. They, they sucker punch red meat because red meat doesn't really cause fibroids to, to, to a degree. It's just that red meat, or, red meat eaters usually also like cheese and crackers. They also like cheese. They like a lot of eggs, they like, you know, that kind of stuff. They won't pick on those for a reason. Remember agenda. I said it in the beginning. You know, uh, also somebody the other day said, you know, you got this new beginning. I, I don't like it in your show. I hate it. There's a new beginning in your show. You know, I've known you for a while, Anthony, and there's this new beginning. You talk about all these groups, blah, 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 and the information. I go, too bad if you don't like it. It has to be there. I have no choice because spirit, I had a talk with spirit and spirit tells me that people just think you can get this information anywhere else. All the people, the new people that come to the show and, and, and they don't know the other information, how it's contaminated. And spirit doesn't like being affiliate, affiliated with contaminated information that's on the internet and in both natural health and conventional health. And I, I have to, I have to honor that. So it is what it is. Those agenda groups, they protect those little cheese squares. They're protected. So you get fibroids more. So you get more fibroids. And you're thinking, well, who's protecting it? My doctor isn't. No, your doctor isn't. Your doctor's good. It's all good. But there's private panel of influencers, private panel of think tankers that you couldn't believe exist. You have no idea. They protect those cheese squares. They protect eggs. In fact, when you got PCOS, what's the most recommended food for the body, for a woman's body when you got PCOS, which is also Epstein-Barr caused? And people with PCOS usually have uterine fibroids too, and they usually get them at some point. And they have the, they have the cysts, and they have the, the fibroids, and they have the cysts. And what's, what's, you know, what's the number one food? Eggs. Get off a fruit. Make sure you get off a fruit. You know, that snack pack won't have a piece of fruit in it, but it'll have little squares, little squares of cheese. Oh, some nuts. That's good. It's unbelievable. Oh, little bacon slices, not bacon slices, little ham slices. And, hey, I'm passionate about this topic with fibroids because I can't stand 
people getting taken advantage of. Women getting taken advantage of. That's my sore spot right there. That's my sore spot because I've, I've dedicated my life to womankind where I've seen chronic illness. And it's been the majority of the people who have come to me for decades since I was young, starting with my grandmother. And it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And without womankind, you can't – nothing gets done right because I don't care what anybody says. Women are still smarter than men. I mean, you know, you know, men are great too. Men are, men, men are smart too. Men are smart too. I know that. And men are great too. You need men for, men are important too. I know they're just as important. I just say this because I get riled up because I've seen a lot of ha things happen in chronic illness, but, um, I've helped a lot, helped out a lot of men in my lifetime. And, uh, there's some great people out there, both women and men in the world. And, Salt of the earth, and you can't you can't touch that. It's salt of the earth. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. We got to watch out with the foods because the foods play a massive role. Because they're the trigger to an Epstein Barr virus that kind of goes into the reproductive system. That kind of gets into that reproductive system and causes some trouble. And we have to be really mindful about that. And we have to be on that. It's important. First of all, we got to do things to knock down the Epstein-Barr virus that got into the reproductive system. And that Epstein-Barr virus causes pregnancy complications all the time for women, all the time. This isn't just pelvic inflammatory disease, which is streptococcus. Streptococcus, which is, you know, antibiotic-resistant streptococcus that gets into the reproductive system and causes a lot of different inflammation in different areas, and that's PID. Yeah, because there's so many different varieties of strep. And you can pick up strep anyhow. It's just, it's easy to pick up. But, but the deal is, and people have it, they have strep in them. But the Epstein-Barr is the, that's, makes that, that growth, which is kind of like a smooth piece of muscle. They can get big, real big. So what we got to do is we got to knock those down. We got to, you know, there's, there's, I remember this one case, I think it was in 2000. So it was, uh, what, 17 years ago. And um, she wanted to do things natural. She was suffering, a lot of bleeding. Um, the doctors said that, that it, was, it was bigger than a small grapefruit, the fibroid, the uterine fibroid. And it was causing a tremendous amount of pain. And they just said, look, hysterectomy, hysterectomy. And I understand, I understand. You know, I understand when, um, when doctors, they feel they have no choice and, you know, and there are certain situations and circumstances where you have to do a hysterectomy, I, I, you know, what women have had gone through and there's reasons for that. And there's a lot of things that happen and occur and, you know, we, we try to avoid if we can naturally in any way possible or even conventionally in any way possible. Absolutely. But in, in some cases, you, you just can't avoid it and it's, it, it can happen totally, totally. And and uh, so this this woman, she had a serious she had a serious fibroid. It was just it was agonizing. And she said, "Well, what can we do about it? I'm desperate. I'm desperate." I said, "Well, we can do something about it. Let's change your diet. Let's overhaul it. Let's overhaul it to such a degree. We're talking about the whole bit. We're going to do every green juice. We're going to do all the fruits. Just fruits and green juice. You're going to live on for a while. It's not your permanent diet. You can go back to the foods you like and different kinds of foods, except for the ones that create create a fibroid. And I said, you know, we, we just have to with fruits and green juices. 
And she was like, that's going to be hard to do, but I'm going to try it. She did the fruits and green juices, meaning got enough calories, lots of bananas, banana smoothies, banana smoothies and celery, banana smoothies and celery, lots of different veggies, lots of leafy greens, but lots of bananas, lots of different fruits, bananas being a staple. And it was, it was not, it's not an easy diet. It's not, but she didn't have a lot of options. She was bleeding and not just bleeding very seriously, but I mean, she was suffering and they, they had this, they had this fibroid measured, they had it measured and they were watching it. And she did this for 30 days. She went back. They couldn't find it. It was gone. Baffled. They were baffled. I mean, what I mean baffled, I mean baffled. Uh, they were scratching their head. They were confounded to such a degree. Baffled. They were so confused. It just made no sense. They asked her, did you go for surgery somewhere? We can't, we just, this doesn't make sense. She's like, go for surgery. You're my doctors. What are you talking about? I asked her, what happened? She says, well, I, I took a bunch of different herbs and I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. I took a bunch of different herbs. And, and I changed my diet radically just for a short time, for the 30 days. This healer guy, he, uh, he gave me some directions on this. And they're like, this is not possible. They, they were stunned, but stunned, stunned. Speechless. Speechless. I know, because they talked with me. They talked with me. And they said, I, I, just can we talk to the guy? She said, I, I don't know. He's really busy. He works from 7 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night at the office. And they were like, okay, well, just please, can we talk to him? Found a little time. They got on the phone with me for a little bit. And they said, how did this happen? And I said, well, you know, what happened was we stopped feeding the virus that's inside the fibroid. And they said, what virus inside the thyroid? This is 17 years ago. It was like a spaceship landed. A spaceship landed from outer space. And a bunch of aliens came out of the spaceship and greeted. They said, hello, humans. I, they were in total disbelief. They're like, what do you mean virus? What are you talking about virus? This fibroid started because of estrogen. And that's what it is. It's an estrogen fibroid. We don't know, you know, this and that and whatnot. And trying to tell me, trying to give me science, Try to give me uh, science that's not even clear. And I said, yeah, well, it's a virus. It's the, they were, what kind of virus? I said, the Epstein-Barr. They go, Pfft. they laughed. They go, oh my God. Yeah, right. I go, oh. Laugh as you may or must, but I'm telling you what it is. That's the Epstein-Barr virus. Now, like Epstein-Barr virus, that's, that's, what, that's the mono thing. She doesn't have mono. I go, she had mono 30 years ago. And they're like, yeah, what are you talking about? I go, oh, my God. I, 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 I got, my brain cells were burning up. I was getting stupider by the minute. This is 17 years ago. It's getting stupider by the second. I said, all right, listen, I know you're busy. I'm busy too. I know you're, you know, you're doing your thing. I got to do my thing. I can't, I can't talk. I can't do this anymore. And they said, no, no, wait, seriously, we're going to, we're not going to laugh. So I'm not, I swear to God. And I said, look, laugh all you want. She had mono 30 years ago. The virus hides out in the liver and hides out in the reproductive system after the mono. And it sits in there. And it awaits to be fed. There's different varieties. And they're like different varieties of Epstein-Barr. People still do that now. They're like different varieties. I go, yeah, there's different varieties. 
I go. And some are more docile. Some just are just fibroid causers. Some don't really do much. They give you a little mono. Sometimes you get a mono, you don't even know you had mono. And then later on, you get fibroids down the road and so forth. And if you're eating and drinking or doing things that are bad, like you're triggering it or you're under severe emotional stress. And she was under a tremendous amount of emotional stress. And now I think of it, it's 90, 17 years ago. I think this is 19 years ago. 19 years ago. That's what this is. It's about 19 years ago. The time's flying so fast. I'm just, I'm baffled by the way time flies, actually. So it's close to 19 years. I think it was 98, 99. I think it's 98. And, you know, they were so confused, so confused. When I was explaining the whole thing about Epstein-Barr, how it works, what it's doing, how it feeds, how it eats, how it grows, the muscle, the smooth muscle, the growth, how it works underneath, where the virus is located, all of this. And now you better not eat eggs. And she was being, she was eating a lot of eggs. She was eating two eggs a day to get her protein. She was putting them hard boiled on her salad. And then she was just having them in the morning too. Sometimes she'd do three eggs. Sometimes she'd three, four eggs a day. Recommended by the doctors. And they said, eggs, she needs her protein. That's the whole point. I said, oh, dear Lord, we're back to that again. And here we are, 19 years later, you still hear the same mumble jumble. They need protein, protein. Oh my God, eggs are the best food. It's like nothing changed. It's why spirit also changed my life life by saying, okay, you're leaving the office for now. You buy office. Spirit said, we can't. I said, no, I don't want to leave the office. Said Spirit said, no, you got to put this out on books. You got to put this out on the radio. You got to do what you got to do. This is just, it's not getting better. So the idea is we got to knock down the Epstein bar, but what we can do is not just do that. We, not, we take away the triggers. It's great. It's great. Remove triggers. No eggs ever. No dairy products ever. Lower the amount of red meat because red meat's so filled with adrenaline that that could trigger it a little bit. And if you're under a lot of stress, the the the, uh, the adrenals pump out so much different, so much complex hormones when you're under fear or stress or anxiety or anything else like that in your life or any kind of problems that could feed the virus and create a fibroid. So we have to try to de-stress a little bit. We have to decompartmentalize if we even have to. We have to you know, go to the beach. We have to say waves. They're crashing on the beach. That's what I'm seeing. I'm not. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the divorce I went through. I'm not seeing you know the problems I got at work. I'm not seeing this and that. I'm not I'm just. I see waves. I see. I see clouds. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta get the stress levels down so those adrenals calm down a little bit. That's all part of stopping fibroids. And younger women, they get the fibroids, absolutely, because they got the Epstein-Barr early, of course. You get the Epstein-Barr really early, you're 14 years old. Once those hormones start kicking in, they can feed the Epstein-Barr. Once anything kicks in, stress, responsibility, you know, there's, 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 I mean, young women that, that they have to all of a sudden go middle, middle school to high school, and that, that alone is just a tremendous amount of stress. They get mono, you name it. High school, um, high school, you're 18, 19 years old, you got to go to college, and that alone is really stressful. You get mono in college, mono becomes a problem, you get a fibroid by the time you're 29 years old, you get a little bit of, you get a little bit of um, PCOS possibly developing, your doctor's like, okay, you got to go on the pill. The pill itself is problematic too a lot because the pill can stimulate a fibroid because the pill can aggravate Epstein-Barr, feed Epstein-Barr. So that's something too that's that's a concern, but... We do the best we can. So what I'd say is you work with diet. You knock things down. Lots of fruit. Fruit is incredible for the uterus. The uterus and fruit go hand in hand. The uterus creates a fruit. It creates a fruit. 
it cre- it, 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 that's the whole point. It grows a child. It's like a pod that grows a child. It grows a baby. That's the fruit. That is the fruit. I mean, that's fruit is so critical, so important. It goes hand in hand with a woman's reproductive system. So the takeout fruit for some, you know, terrible, lame reason in the industries is, is just something you don't want to do. But, oh, yeah, that's right. They put a little bit of fruit in yogurt. They do. There's the sarcasm again. I can't help it. I can't help it. So one thing, and I told you, I, I told you, there is the sarcasm in there because of the passion, because I, I feel bad too. And but the sarcasm, I can't help it. A little bit of that comes out. I said the spirit a long time ago. I said, "Look, you can't change me, though." I remember I was a kid and I was sarcastic, a sarcastic little kid. I spirit said, "Look, I don't expect to change you. I just need you to stay alive." That's what spirit said. I need you to stay alive. Just stay alive and just and just and work for me, for the people. I said, I guess I can do that, but you're not going to change who I am. I said to spirit, you're not going to make me more spiritual. I'm not going to put a gown on and and walk around in a gown. I'm not going to be all more spiritual. I'm not going to have flowers in my hair. I mean, I love that. I think it's really cool. I got a friend that looks like that all the time and I think it's really cool, but I can't do that. I can't have my hands together 24 seven in the prayer mode and stuff in the prayer pose. I can't do that all the time. I am extremely spiritual, but I like it when my friends do it because, you know, they, I don't know, they look so cool. I don't look cool. Then, you know, if you, if you look cool doing it, then, then that's, that's awesome because I always say, God, you look so cool. <laughs> I love it. Like, you look so cool. And they're like, well, you could do it too. You can look really cool. You can totally look like spiritual loud. And I go, I, no, I look like a geek. I look like a geek. Look at my photo. I'm like, I'm a geek. And, you know, and the thing is, is that, a sarcastic, like, I guess a little geek. And you know what I said, spirit, you can't change me. I'm not going to go more spiritual in a way where I look more spiritual. I'm going to be sarcastic. And spirit said, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We love you who you are. We just need you to stay alive and get the information out little bit by little. Come on. I said, all right, all right, I'll do it. I had a struggle with, with that, actually. At the time I got into the early teens and mid-teens, I was like, I can't take this anymore. Everybody else is having fun and doing what they want to do, and I got to hear spirit 24-7, 24-7 about fibroids. But then I realized it's the most important thing in the world is making sure we get fibroids better in women. That's the whole point. That's the, I mean, it, it, women in reproductive systems to keep the human race going, keep us strong, keep women strong. Because they mean so much in our lives. My God, going back in history all the way to the beginning. And it's the most important thing in the world. And so um, it matters. It matters. Herbs, raspberry leaf, incredible for knocking down fibroids. Because it does level out the hormones a little bit. Hormones that feed Epstein-Barr. Estrogens. A woman's estrogen is not necessarily the estrogen that feeds the, the, the Epstein-Barr virus creating a fibroid so much. It's it, what it is. It's estrogens that are in foods, estrogens in eggs, estrogens in dairy, estrogens in, yeah, red meat, a little bit in there. Estrogens in all kinds of different things, though. Estrogens in plastics, estrogens in solvents, medications. You name it, it's unbelievable. 
And and those are the estrogens that, that, that need to get eliminated and pushed out of the body and they collect and they build up in the liver. The liver has the liver and the uterus are like they're married together. They're married together. The liver is like the husband. And the uterus is like the wife. Seriously. Seriously. The liver gets all toxic. It's all toxic and all filled with crap. <laughs> no, I see where this is going. I don't think this is going in a good place. Right, the liver gets all toxic and it gets all filled with crap and everything, right? And then, and then you know, <laughs> and that's a problem because, you know, the Epstein-Barr sits in the liver and it's, you know, doing its thing. It's not just that. All the poisons, all the estrogens are trapped in the liver. The liver traps all the estrogens. The liver is <laughs> cleaning up all this stuff. And, and, and has all this stuff and, you know, and that's not good. A clean liver helps out a clean liver helps a uterus get better. A clean husband <laughs> helps a wife get better, uh, you know? And so it, they're like hand in hand. The estrogens get all trapped in the liver. The liver holds a lot of different bad estrogens because it's trying to protect you, but it, they, they, the liver gets so clogged up because of, say, red meat, too much red meat or too much eggs or whatever it is, too. They get clogged up, fried greasy food, whatever, and it's not good. The estrogens, they, get, they have to get released. They get released, but they don't get out of the body in time. Reproductive system takes, takes it. I mean, it gets saturated a little bit, feeds the Epstein-Barr. Raspberry leaf is great, incredible. That's a great one. You do lots of tea, lots of raspberry leaf tea. Nettle leaf, oh my God, dear Lord. Man, nettle leaf is like, it's like, ah, it's like this. It's, it, it's this heavenly, heavenly, beautiful thing. Nettle leaf. It's a God's gift to womankind. God's gift to womankind is nettle leaf. Nettle leaf is incredible. You could do so much with it. It's, it's not. It's, it's unbelievable. Great for fibroids. Incredible for fibroids. Is that nettle leaf? It's it's a great one. And these are just you know these are easy breezy. This isn't like a jungle weed. You got to go and fight for. You know, out in some jungle somewhere. You know, on a different continent. And it's not that. I mean, nettle leaf is that powerful. It's that amazing. And then lots of different fruits of all kinds. Berries. Apples, oh, apples really help, really help the reproductive system for women. Salads, yep, salads, that's right. You know how men are like, oh, I don't like salads, it's a girl's thing. Girls, girls eat their salads. Thank God girls are eating their salads. Even if they throw an egg in there, they're at least getting their, their, they're getting, that happens all the time. Eggs are always thrown in the salads. You know, if you're going to eat an egg, regardless and you're going to have one no matter what I say or what I do or whatever. Have it in a salad. That's the best way to have an egg. If you're gonna, <laughs> that's the best way, seriously, if you're going to have one. Boy, they taste good, those eggs. God, they taste good. I mean, I haven't had one since I was a kid, but boy, do they taste good. Yeah. No, I miss those. I miss those. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, we got to take away the eggs. Got to take away the dairy. Okay, we have to be careful with that. Lower the animal proteins. Lower them. Get the liver a little bit better. The fibroids go way faster. You won't feed the Epstein-Barr fibroid variety. You won't feed it. And you can be in a better place, a much better place. You can reduce it. Like, 
And that, in the end of that story of my client back 19 years ago, I've had dozens and dozens of those after that. Dozens. I just picked that one because the doctors, it was, it was in the earlier days and the doctors just laughed at me. They laughed at me about that. She wasn't laughing. Her husband wasn't laughing. Her husband wasn't laughing. In fact, she met somebody, a new person. And they, be, they were, you know, a new person. She got married again. That husband wasn't laughing at all. That husband was so happy to see her happy. It was just, it was, it was just because he, he saw pictures of the old days. He saw what she went through. He knew the struggle. He learned the struggle. He, he you know, he listened. I, he was happy. You know, the family, the daughters were happy. Everybody was happy. The doctors weren't happy because it was just too much, too much. They were, they were, they were happy for her, but they were just, this is, you know, come on. They, they saw it as in, like a miraculous intervention that had to be something angelic, which I did like them thinking because I like that because that, that does happen in the world. But it's been a lot of, lot of, gotten a lot of fibroids down over the years. Lots and lots and lots. And you can do it. Lots of lettuces. Kale's a good one. Any kind of lettuce is actually amazing. Romaine lettuce is amazing for fibroids. Very important. Spinach. Spinach is an incredible fibroid reducer. An incredible one. Fennel. Just remember that one. Fennel. Put it in juice. Celery, of course. Lots of celery. Fennel. Just remember fennel. I got to say three, four times. Into the bulb, the fennel bulb. If you need to steam it, steam it, chop it up and steam it in a vegetable soup. Put in vegetable soup with all the, the fennel in there. Tastes like anise. Tastes a little like licorice. That's a great one. Don't be afraid of that one. Papaya, amazing for fibroids. What a fibroid weapon, papaya. Mango's a fibroid weapon too. Berries, especially if I, apples, fibroid weapon. Um, bananas, fibroid weapon. Yeah, bananas. Evil bananas. Evil bananas. Unbelievable. Great. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Zucchinis. Incredible fibroid weapons. I love those. Amazing. Winter squash, a fibroid weapon. All these are weapons to fibroids. All of them. Without a doubt, they are. Lemon balm. Oh, my God. Lemon balm. Epstein-Barr hates lemon balm. Especially Epstein-Barr that got into the uterus, that got into the reproductive system for years and years and years. has been sitting there waiting to create a fibroid. Hates Melissa. Hates Melissa like no other, no other. Melissa knows what Melissa's doing. Let me tell you, the phytochemical compounds in Melissa literally go after Epstein-Barr. It's just amazing what happens there. <laughs> you, know, if you're not, you can't mess with Melissa. I'm telling you that right now. You can't, you can't. And you do, you know, and the Melissa, I, the incredible. You know, lemon balm. That's the, you guys know that. That's the name for a lemon balm. It's so cool. That's so cool. And it, and it says a lot. It says a lot. Names mean a lot. Names mean a lot. They mean a lot. And so it matters. Names matter. And 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 when you when a name is attached to an herb, whoa, it's incredible. Because you got the spirit of a Melissa that doesn't take any crap at all. <laughs> That's strong, passionate about what she's doing. I want to stomp on anything in her way. And that's what lemon bomb reminds me of. And that's what lemon bomb reminds me of. And it's, 
It's really cool. And so that's that's a great one. But lots of lemon balm tea, lots of lemon balm tea, the whole bit. And I know these are basics. I talk about these a lot because because a lot of illnesses and chronic illnesses are Epstein-Barr derived. Many of them are. And, you know, I use a lot of these other ones. And in women, they're suffering with all kinds of different things. Lemon balm is great for chronic fatigue. It's great for all kinds of different things related with Epstein-Barr. And, you know, it's important. But these are some of the basics to get started on. If you do the foods... You have something in your hand, really powerful. Ashwagandha is a good one too, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. That's a good one. What is it, A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A-A? I think that's the uh, the spelling, if I could remember. Ashwagandha is a great one too. A little bit of that goes a long way for with fibroids. It is helpful, so that's another good one. And um, But in the food realm... All fruits of all kinds. Cherries really help with fibroids. Cherries, cranberries really help with fibroids. Cranberries, right? Right? All of these are helpful. And then any vegetable is helpful. You know, all vegetables are helpful. Asparagus work really good with fibroids too. I've had great, great relief, you know, with fibroids with women over the years. Spirit Spirit would say juice asparagus. Juice asparagus. And, you know, in the days when people didn't even know you could juice asparagus, it would be like juice asparagus. They would juice it every single day, raw asparagus, juice it, and the fibroids would reduce. They would reduce. We can take control. We can take control and do what we need to do. So these are some of the things to consider. And once you know what creates your fibroids, you only get stronger. I'm going to tell you that right now. Once you know what creates your fibroids, you only get stronger. Epstein-Barr weakens when you know the truth, which makes me upset about the industries. They either don't know about Epstein-Barr with all the different things that Spirit and I know, or if they do know, God help them. Meaning, God help them because they're messing up bad by not letting anybody know what's the real cause of anything, if they do know. And, you know... Seriously, it's sad. And because when you do know what causes something, you get stronger. Your immune system goes after the very thing that causes a fibroid when you know what's going on, when you know what's wrong. It's half the battle. I say it every time. I got to say that one more time. Half the battle of healing is knowing what's wrong. What's the other half? What's the other half? Knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. Okay? And also remember that I love you. And I care. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking an hour out of your life to listen to me, you know, just cry and complain and everything else. Just thank you. And take one day at a time. You can heal. You will heal. You just you give your body a break. Be easy on it. Have some compassion for yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Be easy. Be easy on yourself. Okay. Just know that I care and I stand behind you 100%. I'm with you one day at a time. One day at a time. It's not an easy place to live in this world, but we're lucky. We're lucky in so many ways. Bless your heart. I can't wait to see you again. I'll see you. See you next week. All right. Love you. Take care.